Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. episode 66 of the Play by Your podcast. Uh, according to our numbers here, we now have eight people in the room, so please sign in, as we always ask you to do, so we know who's there, because uh, I've, I've mentioned this off and on, uh, that we don't really know who's there unless you make a comment. We see a number of people that are watching, but we don't know who they are, so by all means, or if you want to lurk in the shadows, I guess you can do that too, but uh, anyway. It's your presence. Yes. So, uh, as you see from our Olympic-themed countdown, uh, we will have an Olympic topic here, and uh, Brady will kind of kick off the show with that, uh, as we uh, briefly talked about earlier, uh, which uh, kind of led to me creating that little montage there. So, hope you enjoyed it. I did. All right, uh, Allison, welcome. Howdy, howdy. Allison. Two Hall of Famers here. Real quick, uh, Gary Trautman with us. Hello, sir. Hello, Gary. Gary. And also with us, my co-host, Brady Liming. Hello. Caught you mid-bite there, didn't I? Yeah, Todd. a lozenge. <laughs> Todd Griffin. Oh, a lozenge. Howdy, howdy. All right, uh... Once again, this is episode 66 of the Play By Your Podcast. Uh, we don't know who joined us last week for the uh, uh, second round interview with Let's Chat Live. Uh, that was only on our YouTube page. So uh, if you did uh, join us there, we appreciate that. If you saw it later. It was great fun. It, it was absolutely great fun. A uh, little, little different take on what we usually do there. Uh, kind of veered off a little bit. I think they enjoyed us. I, I think they enjoyed us more than they thought they would. I, I think it was hilarious, like, um, because I think our, our our beloved host, Brie, it seems like she was very much about the time schedule. And I love how we just absolutely <laughs> played by ear to her and John. And like, well, meanwhile, an hour and 15 minutes later. So well, I think it was fun. I think part of that was all of us realizing that you two are siblings from another mother or something. I, don't I know. think so. I, I had to have a chat with my mom about, you know, if I have an adopted sibling out there. We've always known <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty, second family. It was almost creepy how much you guys were like. Uh, the, the greatest part of it, for those of you who saw it, Todd was going to give me feces about, <laughs> about me eating my cereal with a fork. And well, he but, thought... I, I, I don't, re- but I don't remember if that was in the because we talked a little bit after, and I can't remember if that was in the actual podcast or not. Oh. But I remember in my head because it was like repel, like Brady repel, like every burn we tried to give you, <laughs> she pretty much it, it, it didn't work. It was they were bouncing yeah. off. Of- uh, the, the the greatest part was was he was going he was going to diss me and give me a verbal feces, <laughs> and well, but but I also and- thought that would be the one thing where she would be like. Oh no, that's messed up. You're weird, Brady. And 
I'd be damned if she didn't immediately. About the fork eating, she about said. About the fork eating. Yes, she said, she was, well, yeah, because that way the cereal's still crunchy. Yeah. And so at that point. Soggy. It doesn't get soggy. So at that point. Yeah. You were untouchable at that point, Brady. <laughs> yeah. We, we just all gave up at that point. Uh, although, I, I won't bring it up, but I have a pretty sick burn on you, Brady. I got to admit. It was. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Bring it up. Yeah. It was good. It's worth well, repeating. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it, it was. It was about the elephant ears, though. We really probably should move on from that one. Yes. Yeah. You, they can check it out if they want. If they yes. want, it, it's on the YouTube page if you want to watch it. Pachyderm external auditory meatus reference. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Mr. Heron. Hello. And welcome, Mrs. Wilson. Howdy, howdy. All right. If you have not been with us before, uh, once again, we talk uh, approximately 20 minutes ish on each topic. And uh, I actually added ish to the isms. If you look on our isms on our website, uh, ish has a definition. I'll give it to you when we do the little commercial about the website, but uh, uh, I did add that. Uh, by the way, visit our website, Todd, if you would there, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. You can find out all kinds of things about our show that you may want to know and things that you may not want to know, but uh, it's all right there. So again, we all talk 20 minutes-ish about a topic of our choosing. We have not discussed this topic at uh, any length before it's brought up here on the show. So Brady, and then Todd, and then I will round out our show here with a gain. So we're getting our kicks on episode 66. Brady. Nice. I, I would like, can I throw a disclaimer in real quick? Uh, sure. I apologize for not looking at you guys, looking at everyone in the eyes. I, uh... I, I'm trying to figure out. I'm using an iPad, and I usually Stay use a you, Chromebook. Todd. And uh, I can't find where the camera is. So what? I, what? typically, the camera's in the center of my Chromebook. It's to the top of my iPad. I have it landscape, so I'm looking that way or that way, and I'm not meaning to. So, <laughs> hey, Eric, turn turn toward Todd. We should both give him the judgmental, like like it's kind of on the electric company, like. <laughs> 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 I had ra- anyway. rather br- rather Brady bunch bunches too there. But anyway, that's that's why I'm not looking at our audience. Okay, so to the topic. Um, I have been sitting on this one for about would you say like three weeks or a month? I've barely yeah. mentioned it to the fellows because I'd actually thought about doing it a couple weeks ago. And Eric in his wisdom and Todd in his wisdom said, let's just wait. And mine is about the Olympics. The Olympics is going on. The timing is perfect. So, but we're not, not talking about the Olympics. This is our, my spin. It's on Olympics. What should be in the Olympics that's not. So these are going to be sports and activities that we think should be in the Olympics and with a healthy dose of what should be eliminated from the Olympics. It, it, it should be cast aside. So, does everybody understand the topic? Uh, yes, there, are there any parameters? Are we talking strictly Summer Olympics? Are we talking either Summer or Winter? We're going to keep this to the Summer Olympics, although okay. I, I could see a scenario where we could go on a lupine distraction to the Winter, but I think it's primarily going to be Summer. We can do that during the Winter Olympics. Oh, yes. 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 
we can just sit, hold on to that nugget or that there, snowball. There, there's a third prong to this thing, too, about why are some things summer games when they're played indoors? Like, basketball. why not yeah, basketball being one? But the, not, I don't want to steal the beginning of your topic. So um, no, pr- oh, well, proceed. We can, we can, we can see if I can find a, trail. a cushion to sit on. I'm too, I'm too short using this iPad. <laughs> there we Good go. Job. There we go. He, he's in the screen. Not that you weren't before, but now you're more yeah, uplifted. Um, okay, so there are some things that should legitimately be Olympic sports, and I think we're going to take our own take on something that we think should be Olympic sports. And, it, yes, it's going to veer into Tom Fulray, but I think the easiest step to take, and it's the most obvious one, dodgeball. Competitive dodgeball should certainly be an Olympic sport. The rules are set. It would be entertaining as heck. And can you imagine some, like, retired baseball players and things like that? And Roger Clemens unleashes a (laughs) 98-mile-an-hour playground ball right upside the face of, and it would be amazing. Okay, would would it be? there, there, There are several questions that come to mind here. So there are different iterations of dodgeball. So do you play the dodgeball where if you're thrown out, you get to go to the side? Exactly what I was getting ready to ask. Is it going to be like the kind in the movie or Kaiserian? Um, I call it Kaiserian dodgeball. Our, our beloved gym teacher, I'm going to call it Richard Kaiser. I'm going to call it the Kaiserian uh, rules. And that is if you get hit, you go around the side and you can kind of side the people from behind the lines. Yeah. You, you go to the opposite key or the opposite, the opposite edge. The, yeah. Yeah. And as as much as I appreciate that iteration, I think good old standard when you're hit, you're out, dodgeball would be best internationally. Because it keeps them truly separated, less chance for a smack talking fracas to happen. And um it, it would just be absolutely amazing. Dodgeball guaranteed. You would watch it. You would watch it. Everybody so, out there in play by ear land would watch it. What would the equipment be? What kind of ball are we talking? Because I am a fan of the outside recess, the uh, same ball used for kickball. Using yes. that and grit. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to leave. Something. I wanted to leave a, a print on the face. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and that's another question too. Will there be safety equipment involved? Like, will these guys be wearing helmets and stuff? The thing that comes to my mind is kind of like wrestling, like. Not the real wrestling, but the the amateur college wrestling, where they <laughs> see what I did there. But anyway, where they had their ear holes covered, and maybe like like a Hannibal Lecter kind of thing, maybe to keep from hitting. But you know, if you can't see teeth and noses hit, it won't be as fun. I, so it I just say be no. ears covered. I want to see a good case of uh, uh, dodgeball induced cauliflower ear. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the one in the ear hole. He's the one in the ear hole. Look at the size of that thing. That would be filmed in the bar at Golden Corral as cauliflower. Um, but yeah, that that would be. And and here's the big question before we move on: Would it be uniballular or biballular or multiballular? That's a good question. Because 
if it's only one, I think the action would slow down. It's, I can see it where the team that wins the toss might get to start off with two. I, I don't know. There, there could be something like that. We, we, we don't need to hash out everything. Yeah, there needs to be chaos involved with, the, with multi-balls. Yes, absolutely. So um, I think that, um, that that would definitely be a logical one. And the next step... Can I put some comments up, Brady? Absolutely. All right, so Ms. Wilson uh, says, Todd, maybe your camera problem is a residual effect of your former eye problem. Is ocular distress. Is he frozen? Oh, he might be frozen, or he's looking very intently at dodgeball. <laughs> so, Amy, welcome back. Been a while. Hurting toddlers hey, hey. nap time. Should be an Olympic event. Oh, now, now we have... Now we have multi-tods. We have multi-tods. There, here you go. We, it, it's multi-toddular. <laughs> I, uh, okay, yeah, I don't know what to expect with the, uh, with this, using this iPad, but, uh, the question you asked, um, about, you were talking about how many balls. I think it gets too boring with only one ball, like you were saying, but also if you're going to do, if you're going to play the way where the, uh, the Kaiserian rules where, you go to the opposite side, you gotta have more than one ball. Otherwise, because the whole idea is they're watching out for the people that have been, that are on the sidelines and the balls right. that might be coming at their face from that direction. So they gotta be watching every day. He's gonna be on a swivel. Right. <laughs> it's in the living, so you gotta make it somewhat challenging. We're, uh, we're, we've, we've added another ism. You guys got to remind me. I got to add Kaiserian dodgeball to the, <laughs> to the, to the isms. <laughs> yeah, Not to be confused with Kaiserian butterball. Ooh, ooh. ooh butterball. Or I don't Kaiserian remember playing butterball. Parachutery. Parachutery. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiserian crap soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is amazing. <laughs> I want that on a T-shirt. Oh, yes. We'll have, to, we'll have to find one for Mr. Kaiser. Uh, it, it would have to be in, like, calligraphy script. The Kaiserian... It sounds, it sounds very noble. It does. It does. Um, so the next sport is, is in the dodgeball family, but I think the potential for one-on-one -one just spite... And a, just a chance to smote your op opponent, <laughs> and um, just and especially if you put national rivalries, and I'm going to rename it from the schoolyard. I'm going to make it, you know, more palatable. Smear the opponent, <laughs> where you are up against a wall. You're up against the wall, up and again? someone up against <laughs> it. Hopefully not in it. <laughs> and someone will hurl. And for those of you who are not familiar with smear the opponent. You are you have your back kind of sort of against the wall. And there is a team that throws the playground ball and tries to tag you and the ball bounces back and they miss. It's essentially so dodgeball, half court dodgeball. It's half yes. court dodgeball. Yes. So um but could you imagine a good China versus the United States smear the opponent and the contorting and the twisting and, and all the technique? You know, it would just be amazing. I think it would have you know, doubles and singles, a smear the opponent would have a totally a great fan base built in. 
that that's a sport that I would think, much like gymnastics and things like that, that the uh, the athletes that that would excel at that would be, I think, smaller. I don't think you want big muscular uh, no. athletes doing that. You want them to take up as little amount of space on the brick wall as possible. Right. You have to be agile. Yeah. You have to be agile, nimble, and um, take a, K- not cagey. Cagey. <laughs> And not leave a big footprint on the smearing wall. Yeah. You, you want a small profile. So I imagine them to be lithe, thin, wispy, but very powerful in the leg department. Yeah. <laughs> what, Eric? I'm just just chuckling in general. Just, and, you might, and you would probably be good to have some trickery up your sleeve. Oh. Like a fake the throw with one hand and then t- toss it over the other hand and throw it or look at yeah. one person and throw it at somebody else uh, do like go the, between the, the legs spin. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're going to have to hurl up with velocity and malice that, the, that's uh, the, the, the fiscus church softball pitch uh, between the legs when they least expect it right <laughs> 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 I don't know oh, about man. that in years Eric uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> that guy could no longer do that. I <laughs> didn't know how to damage, damage to, the, to the rear nether region. <laughs> and the growing. <laughs> and the tender growing. Um, so, um, oh, I, I was trying to get him to spit his soda. Anyway, so uh, the next one, I'm going to we're in Australian rules football. As soon as I get you to spit, I'm going to go, you know. Is <laughs> it like Isaac from Love Mode? I, I guess a little dribble down my chin, so that would be a... <laughs> One. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the next one is going in a completely different direction. And I do have to preface this by giving some credit because the original idea is not mine, but it has stayed in my head all these years, and it's made me wonder. So in a proper fitting memoriam to George Carlin, one of my favorite um, comedians of all time. Cross-country skipping. <laughs> For gosh sakes, they have speed walking, which is an oxymoron in every way. Why not? Do, do you know the rules to that? Do you know the rules to speed walking? I assume it takes, I'm assuming it's the ingesting of a lot of sugar-free gummy bears and trying to hold it while walking is the way they like to stave off the breach. Is the way they appear to be walking. You you have to lock your knees on every step. That's why they walk like that. If you That's don't why lock they don't your walk at age fifty. <laughs> if if you don't lock your knees on every step, it's illegal, and, and you're no longer walking, according to the rules. I okay. I'm gonna rant. Is that not the dumbest thing you've ever heard? Difficulties. What's the sport? Uh, speed speed walk. Uh, well, baby well, no. sport. My sport is cross-country skipping. So, and the rules will be you have to hop. You have to hop duly on each foot, like da 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 and up and down over hill and dale. So there's a How cadence. How would that be? There's, 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 a, there's so, a, a required cadence. Oh, yes. Da-da, da da Or it could be the done, da-da. Dinner. If you do the one and two hop one gotcha. foot, but I don't 
I don't know what the techniques would be, but cross cutter skipping and by by slight variation, sp sprint skipping. The hundred meter sprint skip would be like all. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> would and, you and, permit and, a gallop? A gallop. Hmm. Um, is galloping the poor man? Since we don't have. <laughs> I was just say because if you gallop, the the creatures that gallop usually have four feet. And I'm trying to like, isn't human galloping skipping? I don't know. I'm I'm overthinking no. this. Not at all. You, you galloped in gym class. Skipping is, we already explained it, but galloping is you put one foot, you, the, the spacing of your, the foot you have in the front and the foot you have in the back stay the same. It's like a line. Your, your feet are in a line. You've watched the Holy Grail. They gallop. So, yes. So uh, I, I, I think people who gallop can't skip. I think it's a dexterity issue. <laughs> the, the, the skippingly challenged gallop. Put that on a shirt. So um, with this, could could we could we not add this as a separate sport, but just put it into the track and field genre? Oh, absolutely! Just it's a it's a new yes, yes. So the sixteen thousand meter skip around the the track. Yes. <laughs> and the hundred meter skip. A, a proper. A proper skip, I believe, you hit twice on the same foot before you switch to the other foot. Yes. Right. I think it's a clean. Uh, 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 like, yeah, it's like you were saying. So, but a gallop. Da, da, is, da, da, da. But, yeah. Um, and then so you have people behind you at the coconut shells. Uh, <laughs> it's like Monty Python and the stick in the yeah. water. It's still hey, like. And then, and you, Mr. Heron beat you to it. As long as you use yeah. coconuts while galloping. Uh, a few other yeah. comments here. Uh, Miss Wilson ad group cheerleading to the gymnastics and Summer's version of curling could be shuffleboard. Uh, those are Ooh, those I are like solid recommendations. I guarantee every winner would come from Boca Raton. <laughs> she also says, "Can you imagine drafting off of the skipper in front of you? That's uh, <laughs> would, would there then probably be the same sort of strategy involved." There. And I will fully admit that I don't follow the Olympics typically uh, very closely, but has there always been three on three basketball in the Olympics? No, what? I think that's new. That's new. Okay. I haven't even heard yeah. of that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. now, now we're going on a lupine <laughs> diversion here. Take it away, Eric. Okay, so I, I sent the two guys a text today, and I just. And I have to footnote Bill Cunningham on this because I was listening. He was talking about horse dancing. I'm like, what in the world is he talking about? So how did I make it? And this was the text I sent to the two of them. How have I made it almost 50 years of my life and never having discovered dressage, which is which is dancing horses? Oh, but there's I, more to it. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't stop watching it and, and I just laugh all the time and I don't mean to laugh at it as being a, a an activity that's not difficult because I'm sure it's very difficult to get a horse to do that but I mean I saw this horse doing the cha-cha I mean, it was <laughs> hilarious I looked it up on YouTube after you mentioned it Eric and I, and I, I feast you not 
the, the example that came up was a horse dressaging to ice ice baby. Because <laughs> it's like ice baby, and it was doing the little. And I was losing it. <laughs> I've got to find that. <laughs> they should, they should take it to the next level and have, uh, like like line dancing uh, with horses. That's what I said. Uh, a, a line of horses doing the white lines dance. Yeah. Freeze. So half the yeah. half the horses would rock on the freeze, and half the horses would freeze on the rock. Yeah. Yeah. What was up um, with that? That's another lupine diversion for another day. We'd maybe um, we've discussed that before. If Go I ahead, want Ray. to really be impressed, yeah, if I really want somebody to blow my mind on the dressage, I want to see the horse rear up on hind legs and do the Macarena. <laughs> like, hey, Macarena. <laughs> and it would be... <laughs> I want to see it. Uh, I want to see some hammer pants. Some hammer pants dancing that you can't touch this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man! So, so real quick though, the three of three. Oh, so, he's frozen. Oh, you 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 broke up there, Todd. You're, you're really you're really breaking up there, Todd. Yeah, Dale Dale Lewis is back. Now. Welcome. Yeah, you're back now. Oh, nope, now you're now you're way gone. All right, uh, Miss Wilson. The announcer said dressage actually came from training war horses. How about that? How about that? That must be why Germany is so good at it. They they won the gold medal like every year except for one since like 1948 or something. So all the horses are jamming out to 99 Luft balloons. Your commissar. <laughs> Don't turn around. <laughs> Oh, seriously, seriously, you all have to look it up. If you haven't seen it before, it, it's amazing. And I'm not, Worth it. I'm, I'm not saying that the sport should ever be removed from the Olympics. As a matter of fact, I'm saying it should have a, a bigger profile in the Olympics. Outstanding. Yes. <laughs> Great entertainment. Great entertainment. So um, on to another sport that should be. I've thought about this long and hard. That it, it, It's like... Everybody does it, but there's true skill levels that could truly, you know, show the world. And I think, um, burping. <laughs> Olympic burping should be a thing. But now here's the catch. There could be two kinds. Y you know, it would be, it would be a one competition, but it would be leveled. There would be the, um, there would be the, um, freestyle burping where you could add all the flourishes, like, you know, and then, then there is the, um, what's called the, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for the, um, where they all do the same thing. And they have like synchronized burping. Well, they're not synchronized, but every opponent has to do this. They have to burp an alphabet. Now, some countries would have it, you know, too many multi-syllables. So, in the spirit of the games, they have to burp the Greek alphabet. And like they they would like whoever got to the farthest letter or for that gold medalist multiple times through the Greek alphabet. But it has to be the Greek alphabet. 
because like I, it would be an unfair advantage i'm afraid <laughs> you you have seriously put a lot of thought into this <laughs> much more than i ever did i mean i, I kind of thought in general about it but i, I never would have come up with uh belching as an olympic event now that goes off that goes off in another direction here yeah, it does <laughs> do you allow both into the olympics or just the belching oh oh like both. <laughs> oh i'm following you <laughs> you you get uh, what i'm saying here yeah no there, there's just too many side notes and problems to judging that one they could come in um, but no, yeah, not, not as much control involved. Like you say, right. belching, belching the alphabet. I mean, it's yeah, alpha, beta, kappa, delta. It, it, like it would just be great, but it has <laughs> to be the same alphabet, or else you know. Now I'm gonna be ignorant here. I'm just imagining the the Russian the, the Cyrillic alphabet would have a lot more syllables and a lot more characters, so that wouldn't be yeah. fair. Right. So it has to be the same alphabet, and it has to be the Greek alphabet. Um, but Eric, where you were talking about the the intestinal distress, the the the, the other side, I, I kid you not. There was I saw a video one time. It was about sports from around the world. I think I might have mentioned this, where enema holding was a sport, and this is a contest happening in Norway or Sweden. Enema holding. So you. So you, all the contestants. You, all the contestants you, were in the bloomers or the, 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 the like the, the Tom and Jerry kind of long underwear that's red that has a flap on it. I, I'm serious. And they were standing on like a plastic and there was an official that administered the same amount of enema solution and they were holding like a rail and the oh sweating and everything and, the, and it was whoever could hold it the longest. So that, that was real. I don't want that in the Olympics. But I'm saying there's that that actually was a sport. <laughs> Unbelievable. It, it, it was. And I think what made it even more ridiculous was the fact that they were wearing the old timey long johns. So, uh, and I, did, I, I really don't want to ask questions about this, but I'm kind of intrigued by it. Oh, no. So they were, you say they were in the, the bloomer sort of with the, with the trap door. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the red, they were red, yeah, and they right. had a butt flap out. So, so that way, so there was a line of people that, yes, had railed. had intake of enema at the same time, and it, yeah. it was just who was able to hold out the longest, correct, before expelling said enema, correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what do you say? Like, like who who greenlit that idea? <laughs> He, he was sitting around the production meeting and, you know, wherever it was, like, well, should we, let's add professional wrestling. Like, no, nobody will watch that. How about some reruns of syndicated? No, no. What the kids really want is anima contests. <laughs> I'm sure the kids do want that. That's, that's funny. Right after Matlock and in between Murder, she wrote, you know. <laughs> but, um. All right, then, Miss Wilson, uh talked about training the war horses dressage came from that it's to enable them to stop turn sidestep and stamp on slash from the opponent ice, very good ice, baby. He's he, that guy's <laughs> on the ground <laughs> sorry for those of you in audio world I, it's not going to do justice 
Uh, Andy, welcome. Uh, new gymnastics apparatus perpendicular bars. <laughs> that would be an adventure. Yes. Uh, Dale, Russian hackers are attacking Todd. It seems that way. It, it, it is. So, um, let's so, see. Go ahead. Uh, and I don't know what else you're going to come up with here, but I have a nomination. Go for it. <clears throat> well, first of all, I have a statement, and this is probably going to... I don't mean to offend anybody by making this statement, but kind of, kind of where I am with the Olympics, I, I really don't like sports that require subjective judgment. So, even though dressage is very entertaining, it still requires subjective judgment. Like which horse danced the best. And I guess they have little tricks they, they're supposed to do, like their tempo changes in the songs and they have to do pirouettes. <laughs> <laughs> like you said. <laughs> uh, like I said, incredibly entertaining, but sub, sub, subjective. Uh, and you have your gymnastics and you have your you know, things like that. Diving. And diving, yes. No, that's true. Too. I mean, if a dive is terribly bad, I mean, you can tell. Yeah. But uh, m- most of them look fairly similar. So it's like it comes up to the this point that, or the the Russian judge gives him this point that, and the American judge gives him this point that. And it's always so, the French judge. Right. So if we're going to add sports, we need to add sports that are not subjective. So yeah. Here, here's my nomination, and I, I can't really take uh, credit for this because I saw it somewhere, but. Beer pong. Very popular sport. Yes. Of course, it's the Olympics. They would pay, like, there would be soda company. It'd be, it would be called Pepsi Pong or Coke Pong or... No, I know. I, you, you can't have the sport played without the beer part. I mean, that... That's true. That, that plays into the person's acuity. I mean, if you're, you're, if, you're, if you're ingesting the beer as you miss... Or as the other person makes, I guess, is what it would be. You know, it it it, it, it does play a little bit into the the again the acuity of the uh, of the players. So I think you need the beer. That is true. Now the the I, Olympics could get a sponsorship. Uh, we're we're playing beer pong with Heiser Bush, Guinness, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I I think that's a solid nomination. And and plus. And plus, it gets people who are not in Olympic-level shape a chance to be involved in the Olympics. Can you imagine training for that? <laughs> I'm in training. Don't stop me. I, I know people have been. It, I know people have been training for that for years. <laughs> yeah, and, and like in this one, it's not as funny as was I. I think this would be a fascinating one is paintball as an Olympic sport. I'm down with that. That would be good. Because it's, and I think it would be very, very interesting, you know, because you, you know that the elite military in every country is going to send, you know, they'll have a paintball team. And, um, like, with the set rules, I think that would, can you imagine the matchups, like, for real? I, 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 Israel I think versus could, Iran and paintball, you know. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, yeah, can you no, imagine I'm... the added drama? <laughs> Which could actually erupt into all-out war. I mean, soccer almost does that. <laughs> Jessica. Now, uh, Yes. Great idea. Yes, corner. That that was another one of my thoughts. Again, allows the people who are cornhole is the is Jessica, another Hall of Famer by the way. Welcome. Yes. Uh, so cornhole is a summer sport. Explain it to our international audience, just yes. in case. Plus, it's another sport that I feel that Americans would have the opportunity to, at least for a while, dominate. Dominate. Yes, so call me jingoistic, because I am. Yes, I want sports Americans can dominate as well, which I think beer pong and cornhole, yes. I'm, I'm in for both. called maize hole. <laughs> maize. <laughs> because, like, maize is generally the accepted term for corn all over, so maize hole might be... I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so... Oh, um... <laughs> Dag on it, I lost my job. Okay, the paintball. And um, now we do have to talk about subtraction a little bit. And I'm probably going to offend some people in this take. I know it's artistic. I know they're great athletes. But rhythmic gymnastics has got to go. <laughs> With a little ribbon twirly wand and boo. I mean, does anyone actually enjoy watching that? I mean, so, I'm, I'm being very serious about that. I mean, do we have, yeah. do we have people who enjoy watching the rhythmic gymnastics? He's back and he's got his he's uh, back. got his hat on and he's yes, all ready I to go. Should be should be good to go now. Right. Oh, dude, is that your microphone? Yeah, he switched over. Switched over uh, to my computer now. She got uh, oh, sweet. And um. But like, um, oh, dag on it! I lost my train of thought. Uh, removing rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, was rhythmic gymnastics. Like the little twirly wand is bad enough, but to watch like them contorting with a playground ball. There's the ball. There's the twirly thing, and what's the other thing? Now, some person came off to the side of the mat and dodgeballed one of those people with the with the with the ball now that would be entertaining yes <laughs> you you get one psych out you could play your card if they had to do the rhythm and rhythmic gymnastics while someone was trying to throw the dodgeball at them yeah, with the little they, ribbon and there and we go the now. ribbon person could like whip like like anybody that's on the like an opponent from another country like snap that thing like see it and and that would put some objectivity and in the subjectivity in it. So yeah. now you you have the thing where okay you survived X number of minutes on the mat with this with these people trying to nail you with a dodgeball. Plus you did this dance. And so now we're going to we're going to grade wealth. the dance. Right. You left wealth on three opponents. <laughs> so not only you dodged but you inflicted. <laughs> what's uh what's what sports did I miss while I was swapping every, swapping everything out? What. Uh, beer pong, cornhole. I, I'm surprised cornhole hasn't been added. Yeah, I, 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 I ventured paintball. Yes, Brady said paintball. I mean, if if curling can be an Olympic sport, then cornhole certainly can. Certainly, certainly. 
Do you I go did. with the the standard sized corns oh, yeah. and whole, or do you go with uh, do you go with the miniature to make it more challenging? No, it needs to be whatever you find on the west side of Cincinnati, the birthplace of it. Mm-hmm. Was yes. played at a mom and pop beer joint. That's the international rules. Yes. So. Uh, Mr. Heron said he's been tra- he trained for beer pong all through college and then some. You know, I, there you this go. This might be hard for some people to believe, but I have never played beer pong. Really? Huh. Neither have I. Yeah, I've so, Now come now. No, I, I yeah, really haven't. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't drink beer. I mean, I, that's yeah. kind of a prerequisite to the game, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not, I've never I'm not, played. <laughs> I haven't either. And like I said, I was good. I, and I'm not just saying that to line up with you guys. I've never played it. I so mean, we would definitely not be on the Olympic beer pong team. No, no, no. no. Unless we got on for another country like, you know, Luxembourg that needed beer pong players. So I, I kept cutting out when I was trying to uh, bring up a couple of points about the three on three basketball. Was so is the three on three? I've only seen women's three on three is there men's three on three as well in the olympics or just is it just I, women's I, I don't know I i've don't never know. i even actually seen it played i heard it was in there i didn't know yeah well, I, yeah i was watching some highlights the other day from it i just don't i mean it, gus macker it, would be proud but yeah <laughs> right or brandon walker if he's out there listing the bud kilmer tournament that was <laughs> right and um for a while but um hey is there anybody famous in it todd like well, I I didn't really catch I didn't catch whether it was I mean I in, I'm assuming it's different players than are than that are on the full team. Yeah. Basketball I I don't know. Because older might be you know you might get some you might get some Adrian Daly versus Detlef Detlef Schrempf uh, you know the German you know. Eight, yeah, Adrian Dantley. Where was Dantley from? Denver. Denver. Well, because the trade with uh, uh, Mark in Notre Dame. Yeah, but the trade oh, with yeah. uh, the big trade was with him and uh, Mark Aguirre. Right. That was the big uh, yes. Detroit Dallas trade, right? Right. Yeah. Some of them. Yep. And Miss Wilson does verify there is men's three on three as well. Okay. Yeah, I was watching handball. I'd never realized what handball was. <laughs> yeah. The other day, and that was that was pretty fun to watch. I mean, I I I always thought handball was where you slap the ball with your hand. Uh, the. Uh, oh yeah, that exists. Yeah, but this, if you've seen this, this is handball, and it's like basketball and soccer kind of yeah. Yeah. rolled into one. It's pretty cool. And then yeah. what is it? You have to bounce it every three steps you take? Something like that. Um, I didn't realize that you couldn't, um, you could not touch the bottom of the pool in water polo. I mean, I know it's seven feet deep, and they have to tread water, but, you know, I thought they'd, like, get somebody with some powerful legs. They could go down on the bottom and, you know, breach like a blue whale to block something. <laughs> And um, but no, you're not allowed to touch the bottom at all. No, you're treading water. Aggressive. Yeah, yeah, it does. All right, uh, are we good on this topic? We're 44 minutes in. Oh yeah, we probably ought to wrap it up. All right, which brings us to our first break. Here we talk about our uh, again our website. Uh, visit it at www.playbyyourpodcast.com. Register for updates to our show. Um, and I always try to bring up the website here and let you see it so I can share my screen 
Everything's kind of slow on my end. There we go. All right, so if you go to the website on the top of every page, you will see our uh, audio on the left there, the video in the middle, and our calendar on the right. And you also see, if you scroll down there as well on the right, you can register for updates on our email list. Uh, I invited our email list to the show tonight, so you may have received an email if you're on that list. If you're not on that list, go to the website, sign up. Uh, we certainly would be um, happy with that because we always want to uh, be able to communicate with you. And uh, that's at the, again, that's at the top of every page of the website. So go there and uh, sign up. And don't forget the isms. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Ah. Uh. Oh, wait a minute. Th this is the membership uh, spot, so I guess I need to talk about that as well. Uh, you see that uh, button there, become a member of our podcast. You click that, and there's also a membership tab there in the menu, but it takes you to the uh, site called buymeacoffee.com, as you see up there in the... Uh, the address bar, and you can get memberships to the show. As you can see, Savannah Brown is on our list. Allison Chavis in the room, also on the list. And uh, again, you can go there, and that's our crowdsourcing platform. And uh, one of our um, one of our Hall of Famers, Christy Rocky of VacationArchitects.com, is um, she is one of our um, Hall of Famers, and she, I'm actually contracted her services. To shout out to vacationarchitects.com. And I do have a list of our Hall of Famers there, and I'll actually go back to the website and I'll show you the membership page, which shows you the list of our Hall of Famers. There they are. I'll take this off. Uh, Allison Chavis, Christy Rocky, Joe Rocky, Chuck Griffin, Savannah Brown, and Jessica Longacre, all of our Hall of Famers, our members. If you'd like to join them, again, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee link and, and uh, Get right to it. All we, right. We do not really buy coffee with that money. No, we do not. Okay, Todd. All right. So the other night during the interview, the they were asking us about our favorite topics and things like that. And uh, I, I mentioned how I typically go food or wildlife. That's my, that's my go-to. So I'm going to go back to food tonight. And I know at one time we talked about oddball, uh, well, we talked about secret menu items at fast food places, and we talked about oddball fast food you know, at diff in different countries, like some of the things that are different in, like, let's say, Germany uh, to McDonald's than, than here or something like that. But I was talking with someone the other day, and I think it's, it's come up before on here, about I remember when McDonald's had their, uh, it was a summertime thing, and they had a hot dog and a different type of hamburger you could buy. It wasn't, it was like a grilled uh, like backyard burger type thing. Yeah. Um, and that got me thinking, so I, I did some research. And, and, and padded. Yeah. <laughs> I did some research and found some uh, no longer, uh, I guess, discontinued uh, food items on popular restaurant menus. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. This list is a list of 19. And right off the bat, we have uh, McDonald's uh, McSalad Shakers. And that hasn't been that long ago, I don't believe. 
Okay, McDonald's. What was that? You kind of broke up there. It, McSalad Shakers. McSalad Shakers. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, they were just a. It was almost like a cup that you would put, like you know, just like a drinking cup with a dome, yeah. and you just shook the salad with the uh, the dressings. They had a Caesar yeah. one. <laughs> they had a chef, a garden, and a grilled chicken Caesar one. Huh. And I'm kind of surprised those went away. Um, storage, I'm sure. But I mean, you can still get a salad. Can you even get a salad at McDonald's anymore? I think yeah, I can. Think, yeah, yeah. The, the, those salad shakers were not real big. I mean, the cups weren't real big. Seemed like they'd be a good money maker for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in our uh, health conscious society, and people want to eat salads. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm surprised it went away. Yeah. And it burns and, calories as you prepare it. <laughs> Right, and I and I like good distribution of my dressings on my salad, and I think the shaking in the cup allows for that to happen. So Brady, you have no problem with the the, the hand tossing of it, like a specialized, uh, like it is a like your padded burger, hand padded burger, hand carved cypress wood from the Middle East, and it has to be tossed in a wooden tong. I do not want it. <laughs> It needs to be tossed. Did you say with. tong or thong? <laughs> Better go with tong. <laughs> All right. Up next, Burger King's Cine Minis. I love uh, the things. 1998, Burger King teamed up with Pillsbury to make magic <laughs> that came in the form of Cine Minis. These miniature cinnamon rolls were meant to be just the heart of the bun i.e. the best part, and were served hot with a pack a packet of icing that you could either use for pouring or dipping. <laughs> Which, that alone... I'm a dipping. Yeah. <laughs> Not a pouring. It's like the ketchup packets that you can either dip or squeeze. The, those are outstanding inventions. Those, those are great. Yeah. I'm always dipping. Yeah. Never I, squeezing. I hate... Oh. No. Especially with the, the cinnamonies, which I have a fond passion for, and I was really mad when I couldn't get them anymore. They just disappeared one day. But the the, the um, oh crud, the icing, it is difficult. It's the same thing with toaster strudels that you make at home. If you have to squirt the icing out of those packets, it you never seem like it doesn't come out enough. Yeah. So by proxy and efficiency, as a as an aficionado of cinnamon rolls, you got to dip them. So the Cine Minis were basically just the bullseye of the cinnamon bun. Yeah. <laughs> which, may, which makes you wonder why they didn't have the, like, cinnamon rings. Yeah. They had to use the outside of it. That's true. It had a lot of, a lot of uh, waste. All right. Wendy's Chicken Caesar Pita. Hmm. Like, Wendy's has any pitas, anything like no. that anymore. No. Um, let's see. It, doesn't, it just says during the late 1990s. Uh, boasting low-fat Caesar dressing and warm bread, this dish, and the two other versions of the chain, uh, was supposedly Wendy's answer to the wrap craze that was taking over fast food uh, at that time. Huh. Now, this one, this was strange to me. KFC's Chicken Littles. Now, you might be thinking, you can still get KFC Chicken Littles, but they're different. How are they different? I'll tell you how they're different. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. It's a modern reprisal, basically, because in 2012, uh, the OG 
well, I'm sorry, the, the, the 2012, it came back. Uh, the 80s is actually when, when they were first around. Um, and uh, it was basically a snackable sandwich consisting of a roll, a small breaded chicken patty, and a touch, a touch of mayonnaise. Just a touch. <laughs> so touch too what? much. <laughs> what constitutes a touch? I assume the only way you can get an exact touch of mayonnaise on something is to actually dip your finger in the mayonnaise trough and, and, and actually dollop it touch with your it. finger. Yeah, dot your eye. That's just not enough mayonnaise for me. Well, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> this is not good. Uh, it says not that good. KFC fans argue that the chain ruined. The ruined. They, ruined. ruined the classic when they added pickles to the sandwich and replaced the plain roll <laughs> with a sesame seed roll and a chicken tender. So they've changed the shape, the shape of the chicken. They put pickle on it and they changed it to a sesame seed roll instead of a plain roll. Okay, so so these KFC people are going to complain <laughs> about about the Chick Fil A of their chicken sandwich. Because every Chick-fil-A sandwich has a pickle on it. It doesn't have a sesame seed bun, though. Correct. I don't mind the... I like the chicken littles. In fact, I didn't even know they used to be another sandwich altogether. Um, But I... And they have plenty of mayo on them, it seems to me, like now. So maybe that's another thing they changed was they they added three touches. They added a a fist of mayonnaise. They added a. This is a. This is an official. This is an official measurement of of, of condiment. They added a swap, a swap of mayonnaise. You got to draw it out. Uh, swap. swap. There, there's an ism. You got to come up with a definition for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got. Oh. You can stop me whenever. Right. By the way, if you guys are trying to, I'm, I'm going to try to get. I, I do have a couple comments here. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Miss Wilson says, "Fridge's tuna melts." Went away, made her so sad. I didn't know they ever had a tuna's melt. I, 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 I would be sad to partake of a tuna's melt, <laughs> but to each not, his own. You're not a tuna melt person. No, I, <laughs> I don't think I am I because now I like tuna salad. I even though that breaks your rules if it's not a salad, but I don't want hot. Is it a tuna melt hot? I don't want. Uh, hot yeah, tuna. I, uh, to to be melted, it must be hot. Well, I do not like hot tuna in my rock and roll, and I do not like hot tuna <laughs> in my sandwich. Neither nor. <laughs> Mr. Heron, I used to have the McDonald's Big Mac wrap. Can't get them anymore. And don't get me started on the Big Mac. Wrap or otherwise can right, cause so. dis- intestinal distress. <laughs> we have a, a jack-in-the-box, cheesy macaroni bites. Which those are pretty popular around here. Oh it, yeah, like mom and pop type establishment. Bar food. Yeah, I'm gonna, move, I'm gonna skip over that one. Pizza Hut's Taco Pizza. Now there's mm. lots of places that have a Taco Pizza, but I didn't. I don't remember Pizza Hut having one. See, I would but never may, order something like that. So maybe it's because it's in the late '70s. It was in the late '70s. Oh, that's pretty early for the whole taco. Yeah. And, you know, head of the curve. Well, introduced in the late 70s, the taco pizza was just what it sounded like. A regular pizza smothered in taco toppings. Um, Some call it the best pizza ever made. Well, I think the late 70s is when the Mexican food craze started. 
Yeah. Because you remember, you remember the Zantigo restaurants in Cincinnati? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. That that was late 70s. I like a taco pizza, but don't don't get me wrong. You can't just take a regular pizza and put taco. You can't have pizza sauce and stuff like that on a taco pizza. It has to just be the crust, but then with taco meat. Uh, lettuce, taco sauce. vegetables, taco sauce, yeah, and then sour cream, a, th- <laughs> a flop of sour cream, if you will. <laughs> uh, Gary, Gary, no, I did not say barf food. I said bar food. <laughs> there, there's now, a separation there. the next one, I re- I remember lots of discontinued McDonald's mm-hmm. burgers, like the. Uh, Arch, cl- arch, whatever. It well, is. Th- th- this I don't remember this one. The McDonald's Arch Deluxe. I recall that one. Despite being an undeniable flop, the Arch Deluxe sounds like it would have been a pretty tasty burger. Conceived as a way to get adults more excited about the about eating Mickey D's with their children, the burger was touted as more gourmet and complex, featuring a quarter pound beef patty, bacon, all the rest of the regular burger fixings, and the chain special Arch Sauce, which is a mix of mustard and mayo. I think it had a uh, had a different bun too, like a brioche yeah. sort of bun. Yeah. It it says uh, Jessica Beale was featured in a commercial for it that ran in 1996, and that was the year the burger was introduced and discontinued. Huh. So now, so now, let's back up here for a moment. So they were looking for the older clientele. Yet in 1996, they ran a commercial with Jessica Beale in it. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Jessica Tandy and Jason Robards. Jessica, Jessica's Tandys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nor oh. Wilford Brim, Wilford's Brimleys. Wilford's Brimleys. Jason's Robards. <laughs> Diabetes. All right. Sorry. Next we have Burger King's Ribs. Uh, in the summer of 2010, Burger King debuted what turned out to be a wildly successful limited-time menu item, pork ribs. People loved them so much that the chain sold 10 million of them and ran out a week before the offer was meant to end. The $8 per order ribs featured a light glaze and fans speculate that their appeal came from the fact that they were real, not frozen meat. Frozen. Frozen meat. So, did it have a bone in it? Was that, was that a shot at the McRib? I believe it. I was. don't know, but it's not sandwich though. It's it, the, the picture is just someone eating it with their finger, like a like, like a, a little riblet. Like yeah. A, well, like well, Flintstone well. The, the the real rib meat thing, I think, was a shot at the McRib. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. What yeah. It was I, get you. I would say, yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know where McRibs come from. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's coffee toffee twisted. Neither does McDonald's. <laughs> Which I now sandwich. This Say picture of the coffee toffee. Twisted Frosty. It's twisted. And they have a picture here of a, of a quad of, of, of Frosties. One being an Oreo Frosty. An M&M solid. Frosty. Solid. solid. But they don't have those anymore, do they, at Wendy's? That, that's more like a McFlurry at yeah. McDonald's. And they have a chocolate chip cookie, a, a, a Toll House chocolate chip cookie dough, in which all those I would give thumbs up. But then they have the yeah. coffee toffee one. Now, I like the taste of coffee, but I don't want my ice creams tasting like coffee. Mm. I don't like yeah. coffee-flavored things, but I like the taste of coffee. I do like toffee. Is that along the lines of Jamoka? What is Jamoka? I always uh, wondered that. It's coffee-ish, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
It was only out for two years before being discontinued in 2011. Oh, wow. Hmm. Taco Bell's spicy chicken. Now, Taco Bell has been pissing me off lately. They keep taking things <laughs> off the menu. You can't get the shred. You used to be able to get a chicken burrito. Then they went to the only thing they had was a shredded chicken burrito. And now they don't even have the shredded chicken burrito on the menu anymore. But apparently they have a chicken burrito. No. Well, you can get. I don't think so. Maybe maybe you can, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I like the shredded chicken burrito. And it looks like this was maybe this was the, the spicy chicken burrito. Uh, I said I had quite the run before it was discontinued in 2011. Part of the Big Bell value menu for eight years. This flour tortilla came loaded with rice, spicy shredded chicken, salsa, and an addictive creamy jalapeno sauce. Yeah. Its replacement, the shredded chicken burrito, just doesn't boast the same combination of enticing flavors. And like I said, now you can't even get a shredded chicken burrito. That's terrible. Okay, so who who makes this proclamation that this jalapeno sauce is addictive? So if I eat the jalapeno sauce and don't like it, therefore it's not addictive? You're wrong, according to, the, according to this person. <laughs> wrong! Wrong! <laughs> I don't like jalapeno, so I probably wouldn't like it. Although, yeah. I, I don't mind certain sauces that have it in it, but I just I can't eat jalapenos. Uh, next on the list, Sonic's French Toaster Breakfast Sandwich. It looks good, but I'm betting, see, I'm betting it's going to be, it says two breakfast classics molded into one. Uh, Sonic had the genius idea of squeezing eggs, cheese, and bacon or sauce between two mega slices of French toast. And there's never been a better breakfast of champions since. Uh, The chain did come out with a breakfast toaster, which is similar but lacks the best part of the original, the French toast. See, I wouldn't like that. I don't want my sweets. Mixed with my non-sweets when it comes to breakfast foods. No sweets uh, with the meats? I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's I, the, I, uh, I like my pancakes and my French toast with fruits on them, but I don't want them on the same plate as my eggs No, and, and my potatoes. I don't want fruits on that. that that's where I'll, uh, I'll disagree with you. I don't like fruits on my waffles oh, or pancakes. Fruits and whipped cream, yeah. I am a... Chocolate, dessert for breakfast. Chocolate, peanut butter, syrup. That combination. Syrup. Uh, okay. I don't want to go off, but did, the most glorious thing, in my opinion, oh, was these IHOP. I don't think they still have them, but it was cinnamon pancakes, cinnamon roll pancakes yeah, with uh, like vanilla custard in betwixt them oh, and drizzled with I, oh. they, they At IHOP, used to have the cinnamon swirl french toast it was like a cinnamon it was french toast made out of like cinnamon bread like a cinnamon yeah. swirl roll or bread or something it, it was fantastic oh it was yeah all right next we have the mcdonald's onion nuggets they should just call them the uggets <laughs> <laughs> a true fast food relic nuggets. in the 70s <laughs> these deep fried onion bits uh, was part of their dollar menu. I'm surprised they had a dollar menu back in the 70s. Yeah, I am too. Shit, I thought everything. Yeah, cost does that be like a ten dollar meal? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, really. uh, they they were discontinued. Like a quarter men- menu back then. They are basically exactly they are exactly what they're saying. They're onion nuggets. They're they're smaller than an onion chip. I'm a fan of the onion chip. Uh, they're smaller. They would probably would be called in today's world. They would probably be called a bite. An onion bite. I, 
I'm also a fan of the onion chip because the onion ring is very problematic because if you don't bite through the onion and then it comes slithering out of the out of the exoskeleton, that's not good. Well, and it Although, you know, it slaps you down underneath your chin and, and it'll get your neck beat if you're not careful if it's a long enough onion. <laughs> and worse yet, if it's a hot onion ring, it's like getting touched with lava right on your gobble. And yeah, it's, that's what I mean. And, yeah. and, and see, it, your face can take it because your face is weathered and it, it deals with the, the you know the elements. But when it gets into there in that soft spot of your, in your gullet, it, uh, <laughs> it it can burn that sensitive area. Oh yeah, it's like it slap the lava. I stand behind it's, it. It's weird because the same thing happens on a Snickers bar, but it's a piece of gooey uh, caramel. Yeah. That's the same thing. It's weird how everything goes right there and just mows around your chin. And, and unless someone's there to tell you, it just kind of hangs there. Yeah. It can yeah. hang there for hours. Then it gets to your neck and gets sticky, and then it starts messing with my... <laughs> I can't deal with uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, I got a few right. comments here. Uh, Miss Wilson ordered a shake at McDonald's, still waiting for them to fix the machine. That is correct. We, supposedly, they came out with machines that didn't eat clean so much, but I don't, I don't buy it. Seems like it, the thing's down as much as it used to be. I would take my chances with a dirty shake. You know, I mean, just don't clean it so often. <laughs> dirty shake. I will say, though, I, I uh, Miss Wilson doesn't like sweets mixed with my, with savory either. Good. Hmm. Uh, I, especially breakfast. I don't, for some reason, I don't, I, I don't like it any time, but I think breakfast is one where people tend to, to loosen up on that rule a little bit. <laughs> They'll have their syrup on their sausage links Relax. and their... And their <laughs> The uh, what what are the breakfast sandwiches at McDonald's? The uh, Mc- McGriddles. Ugh. I had one two days ago, man. Oh, see now I don't eat a lot of that kind of stuff. That that that, that what we call the greasy food group, you know. But I love me a McGriddle. See, it reminds me if you eat a Tootsie Roll pop or something like that, and then get all that candy stuck up there in your teeth and stuff, and then eat something that's not sweet. That's what that reminds me of. It reminds me of something you haven't washed your mouth out yet of the sweetness. Before Eat you that tootsie pop and wash it down with the tuna milk. You, 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 have not, you have not cleansed your palate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've had a very good streak of luck lately with McDonald's ice cream. Uh, I, I think I'm out, uh, maybe by like the last six times that I've gone to McDonald's and ordered ice cream, it's, they've, had, they've been able to, to take care of it. Well, Although you, the other day, it was funny because we were coming back and we went to Burger King and uh, we wanted shakes. Burger King has a really good milkshake, by the way. Their chocolate milkshakes are fantastic. And uh, so we stop in, and it was it was Celia, me, and Ethan and Riley, and we stop in, and we order our milkshakes, and like, you know, I think we all we each ordered a like I got a chocolate, a couple of strawberries, a couple of chocolates, whatever. And as soon as we say it, the lady's like, ah, we can't make, we can't, we don't have enough ice cream to make that many. It's like that. What? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I can buy that your machine's down or whatever, but the fact that when were you going to stop me? I mean, you know, we ordered four of them. <laughs> Do you have enough for one? Did you? Did you... <laughs> you couldn't see her in the restaurant. She's on the air going, "Don't order another one. Don't order another one." Yes. She's shaking. No. Which makes me think I drove away from her thinking she just didn't want to make the milkshakes. Well, I could. That's be. How, I mean, I, I hate to think that way, but I mean, otherwise, why would have she just said? You know, after like we ordered one, say, well, you know, just so you know, we're limited in our with our milk with our ice cream. But no, she waited until we ordered all of it, and then now nah, we can't make that many. So, so we went to McDonald's. So you didn't take charge of your family and say, hey, forget the rest of these people. I want my shake. Well, I and I'll drink it in I front of them. I should have. No, we went to McDonald's. 
and well, then we went to McDonald's and got Sundays instead, and they didn't have any nuts for their Sundays. They were out of nuts. No anyway. nuts for the Sunday. <laughs> uh, Arby's sourdough melts. I do remember liking some Arby's sourdough that. melts. I'm a sourdough fan. Sourdough. So I'd, before you go on, Todd, I had a question about the McGriddle. Did you say that you you would have liked or did like the Sonic French toast sandwich no. thingy? It looked good because I thought it was just Texas toast, but when I read that it was French toast, that tells me it was probably sweet, yeah. and I wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> he wants non-continental toast. No, yeah. Give me some good old Texas toast on a, on a breakfast sandwich. That, then you're talking. <laughs> I'm with you All right. here. KFC's Double Down Sandwich. I remember when those came out. It was basically no bread. It was two fillets of deep-fried chicken as the as your buns. Uh, <laughs> bacon, cheese, and a special sauce. So, so the meats were the bun? The meats were the buns. It was two big old chicken uh, flanks. And, uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be hot? How would you hold it? Well, it came in a little... I mean, you, you held it by the... Like a grippy thing? Uh, Taco Bell has something like that right now. Taco Bell has a thing where they, you know, they want to get in the chicken sandwich war, and they so they have a thing now, and instead of a taco shell, it's a folded piece of thin chicken. It's like a, a chicken shell, and it's got your meats inside of your chicken. Taco Bell needs to stay in its lane. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to be in their chicken wars. It, I actually had it. It's not bad. Right. So the so the so the chicken had bacon and like sandwich like lettuce and stuff in between no, the two no, no. chicken in breasts. The, in between the two breasts were cheese, bacon, and a special sauce. No lettuce, tomato, pickle, nothing like that. <laughs> Nicely played, Mr. Heron. Nicely played. You hold it by the handle, Brady. <laughs> uh, well done. McDonald's pizza. A uh, late that. 80s era menu item called the McPizza. It was never actually named that by McDonald's. Instead, the chain just called it Pizza and hoped that it would bring in customers who frequented other pizza chains like Domino's and Pizza Hut. <laughs> Starting out as full-size pies, McDonald's Pizza was then offered in individual sizes with toppings like sausage, peppers, onions, pepperoni, and mushrooms before it was discontinued. I recall that. Yeah, I did. And my whole deal was it might have been very tasty, but I'm sorry, I don't go to McDonald's to get pizza. Yeah. Although Subway has excellent pizza. They do. Do they still have it? I think some places do and some places don't. Yeah, I agree, though. I like Subway's pizza. Mm-hmm. I would have tried it. I would have tried McDonald's pizza. This one right here fascinates me. <laughs> Taco Bell's Bell Beefer. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is. It is a glorified... Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. <laughs> Unkempt Jose. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Even the most devout Taco Bell fans might not know that the chain dipped its toes into the burger world back in the 70s with the launch of the Bell Beefer. Basically a Sloppy Joe. Uh, the, the Beefer featured taco meat, onions, lettuce, and mild border sauce sandwiched between burger buns. Again, Taco Bell needs to stay in its lane. Yeah. Bell Beefer? The Beefer, yeah. The Beefer. <laughs> Bell Beefer DeVoe. <laughs> That's what <laughs> They were trying to play on the alliteration. 
like uh, rallies with the big Buford. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That taco's poison. <laughs> poison. Poison. <laughs> Never trust a big meat in a smile. <laughs> uh, that's what no, she said. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh. now I will say I was a big fan of when White Castle dipped their toe into the Sloppy Joe world. It didn't last long, but that was a good slop. Was a good Sloppy Joe. It's hard mm. to mess up Sloppy Joe. Although I could hey, probably you can't do it. be too sour. I would say the size of the buns was a obstacle to White Castle's Sloppy Joe's. Yeah. Pinto's yeah. Although, I mean, I like I like I like we use slider buns sometimes, you know, at home too. You mean they're um I can I can just imagine the remnants of the Sloppy Joe in the bottom of that little box. Yeah. Well, I will say their Sloppy Joe was a it wasn't the wettest Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> So, because, you know, if, if the sloppy joe gets too moist, it'll just break right through the bun. And as, like thin as, those, as thin as those White Castle buns were, or oh, are, yeah. I mean, like, it would be, it would be sopping through there. So not as, not as, as sloppy a joe. Right, yeah. Not quite as unkempt. <laughs> Much more buttoned up. Reminds me of your uh, conversation. Reminds me of your slaw the other day, Eric. I don't want to call anybody out, but that was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I don't even like slaw, and that wasn't no. slaw. That was, was so dry. That, that was. Yeah. You're, you're correct. That was a salad, and it's not usually that dry. That was I so would. dry it was dusty. I mean, that was. Like, <laughs> it had the tumbleweed in it. It was arid. <laughs> it was arid slaw. <laughs> Rabbit uh, nuggets on it. <laughs> Taco Bell's XXL Chalupa. Um, basically, it's just a supersized version of the of the Chalupa. Didn't last long. It was only on the menu for a few months. Um, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna go uh, this one. McDonald's Chicken Selects, which they were essentially just um, white. It was 100% white chicken breast meat. They had an 11 year run from 2002 to 2013. Since I remember those. Yeah. So wait a minute. Was the chicken select like the select part of the chicken? Yeah, it, it says, wasn't uh, like beaks and butts like it's in the McDonald's. The it, was, it was advertised as more of a premium version of McDonald's regular chicken nuggets. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. Those are really the buzzard nuggets. <laughs> but but since then, hasn't McDonald's gone to the their their nuggets are all white meat now instead of that gray? Oh, yeah. That gray. Sh- <laughs> Feathered meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's the end of that list. Uh, I know my time went up. The, there is a. I had another list, a secondary list that was only McDonald's, and it had seven items. Some of them were uh, were on both lists, but one of them was the McHot Dog, which I do. Rem- I'm guessing that's what I remember. Um, I was waiting for the McDLT. Yeah, McDLT was, and there was another, the Big Extra. There was a yeah. there was a Big Extra, and there was a Big and Tasty. Yes. And the yeah. big and tasty was my favorite. It had like a, a, a pepper ketchup on it. It was like mm. ketchup with pepper like mixed in it. Right. Uh, McStuffins. I don't remember this, but basically I guess McDonald's had Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I go to any restaurant for a Hot Pocket? In the, in the 1990s, they had the McStuffins. Sir, uh, it was bread and meat pockets built for the McDonald's customer who aggressively didn't care anymore. <laughs> the kind of customer... <laughs> Hey, I only, I only don't care. I don't care. 
The kind of customer who finds the Egg McMuffin too aristocratic. For the McStuffins connoisseur, there was no time to waste in selecting dietary choices that actively subtracted their time on this planet. Uh, the McStuffins <laughs> were likely discontinued because they're a stupid idea. It could also be that the agonized howl that, the, that follows every first bite into a molten hot pocket is meant to be unleashed alone in one's home, and they weren't ready for <laughs> your average McPlay place. <laughs> so if you had one of those... And a cherry pie. I mean, you're calling the ambulance at that point. You got like third degree burns. We'll have in your esophageal mouth. lesions from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this was on one of the other lists we did a long time ago. The McAfrica. Uh, <laughs> what? It, what? This was this wasn't in the United States. It was released in Norway in 2002. Um, and, but here's the thing. Get this. It dropped right alongside a horrific a horrific famine in South Africa. And immediately they were slammed for be for its insensitive naming. Um, but they did keep the product up and the name intact for its entire run. Um, they basically what set up it? a. Let's see. It's a pita burger, basically. The dude who came up with this pita burger clearly had a moment of reckoning with his ideation board. Sadly, the McTsunami, the McButt Cancer, and the, Mc, the Mc100 car highway pileup would have to go. <laughs> I felt the pain cosmic Africa. <laughs> <laughs> this is, by the way, you can tell this article. This is a cracked article, so you can tell by the writing it's a little different. Say <laughs> hey, kudos to that author there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, some places had a mixed mix spaghetti. Ew. You should just call it McSketty. <laughs> McSketty. Well, that's why the McHot Dog, it should be the Hot McDog. <laughs> the Hot Diggity McDog. <laughs> Or how about the? It's the big dog, you know. How about the Mick Piscetti? Piscetti, there you go. Mick Piscetti. McNoodle. I can't. I still can't find a list that has that burger that I remember, though. I swear, I I I didn't dream it up. It was a burger. Again, it was smaller than your average McDonald's burger. It was on a different kind of bun. It had a a slice of red red onion rather than the normal McDonald's onions. Right. A slice of red onion and and a different kind of lettuce. Mm And I, I thought it was out the same time like a hot dog, because the whole idea was like you grilling out. That was the right. That's my I list. Want to, I want them to bring back the uh, Stroopin waffle um, McFlurry. It's got like the waffle, like waffle cone and caramel and chocolate. It's great stuff. It's only around once in a while, along with their Rollo McFlurry. There is no oh. excuse why a Rollo yeah, McFlurry yeah. should not be on their daily. I like Rolos, but they're a pain in the ass to eat. Yeah. So having them in a McFlurry makes it a, a, a oh, great. much easier. Yeah, you choice. don't have to pick the gold out of it. It's it's well, already. Well, you pick the gold out, and then it's in your teeth for five or six oh, yeah. hours after you eat it. <laughs> and then you feel like a forty er after you accidentally swallowed some. And yeah, especially if you had any fillings, it would rub yeah. against those fillings. Uh, I, I brought this up, I think, on the interview last week. Um, my new favorite milk shake is a PB&J milkshake at UDF. You guys have to try it. It's fantastic. Hmm. Get it with chocolate milk. Is that on the menu? I've yeah, never even, I've never seen it. At UDF? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's an ice or, cream they have or, there. Or, or, or is that like on the hidden menu or something? No, it's oh. like any other ice creams they can make into a shake. I mean, so like. Oh, okay. I got yeah, you. I thought yeah, it like a special, like you took vanilla. No, no. I mean, because I, before that, I always would go with my normal, uh, Raspberry, uh, uh, 
raspberry chip, and you, I get that into or, or even cherry cordial. You have them make it into a milkshake. But the, the PB&J, C is the first one that got it, and, and I didn't think it sounded good, and I took a drink of it, and it was really good. And then we learned you got to get chocolate milk, because they'll ask you, do you want white or chocolate milk? you got to go with chocolate milk. Is it grape jelly or strawberry jam? This makes all the difference whether I would it's, like it or not. I'm going to be honest with you, Brady. I, you can't tell. It's, it is a purplish-reddish color in the swirl, but honestly, when you drink it, it it's not like you're saying that's, that's a flavor of jelly. It's just, yeah. it's it's just peanut I butter. I peanut butter shakes. It's, but it's the jelly scares it. me a little. Okay, try, I'll just, have to. Yeah, just try it. Get a small, and then if you don't like it, you don't. You're not wasting all of it. Yeah. Or wait till I'm with you and get a large, and if you don't like it, I'll drink the rest of it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Getting ready to go into topic number three, our game of the night. But uh, first, we want to talk to you about our isms. And uh, Brady mentioned one. Actually, mentioned two during our conversation. We have to add. But Brady mentioned one in his uh, conversation, and there it is. Uh, talked about feces, <laughs> which, uh, according to our isms, is the singular form of the word feces. And the example sentence, oh darn, there is cat feces all over this yard, and now there is a feces on my shoe. So, <laughs> again, if you're looking for our, our vernacular... Uh, you can find it on our website and uh, go to play by your isms in the menu and uh, you can read through those. Like I said, we have a couple we need to add. You guys need to remind me of that so I can do that. All right. Game of the night. And as always, we need our audience to help us out here. Uh, the game of the evening is one we played before and it is called Ducking High. Ducking high. Now, Todd didn't act like he remembered this when we were talking about it earlier. But uh, the gist of the game, Todd, is I will give you a, uh, a question. Uh, just a uh, rhetorical sort of question. I guess it's not rhetorical because I need an answer from you. So uh, each of you get a chance to answer the question. And uh, then the audience selects who has the best answer to the question. Okay. All right. So, so we don't we can, paper. No. We, we can do an example here. Okay. So, so you can get back into the game. All right. <clears throat> so the question is, if your child asked where babies come from and wasn't ready for the truth yet, what would you say? Amazon. <laughs> Brady, what say you? I can't top that. Um, DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash? Like the... DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash. Bugle Boy. Oh. <laughs> Bugle Boy. And then the audience would decide uh, which, which one of those uh, two... Yeah. We, we could put our own little spin on the game, if not tonight, some other time where we, we try to answer it in as few words possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do it tonight, but I... Yeah, right. Oh, Maybe in the future. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, we drew straws backstage. Todd, you're first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Todd, if you had a second nose, where would you put it on your body? 
If you had a second nose, where would you put it on your body? <laughs> All right, how big is the nose? <laughs> well, that matters. I mean, I guess it's as big as you want it to be. There, there is no designation for size of said nose. This is not what she said. I'm going to say between my belly button and my (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the higher load here (laughs) your belly button and your want I'm going to say around my belly button because that's the halfway point. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm well, going in a total it. different if, direction. Okay, so, so your feet stink or anything else stinks. By the time it wafts up to your face, it's too late. Everybody else notices it too. But if you had a, a nose in the way, halfway, that could, could warn your upper nose and your brain. Your, your, lower, your lower nose, your, lower nose, your basement nose could, could warn your... Stalagnose yeah. and <laughs> So I'm sticking with it. The halfway point as a, as a, uh, a, a scout, a scout nose, a lookout, a look snout. Out. <laughs> so you always have to wear button-up shirts, so you had to unbutton that middle button. <laughs> People would just think I had an Audi as a be- for a belly button. <laughs> Gosh. So does everybody have these? Are we talking all of humanity or just ourselves? I, just all, ourselves. I know is, all I know is the question that okay. I just gave you. Because mm. you can read it any way you want. My are, you, are you deciding for all 7 billion people on the face of the earth or just yourself? <laughs> With my answer, yes. Um, my answer is going to be yes, on what? the back of my head, but inverted. <laughs> Like inside your skull? No, 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 no. Like nostrils up. No. So upside down. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's upside down. And so the holes are facing up. So if you if you got caught in the rain, you drown. Yeah. Well, you you can flap it. You can just plug it. But the best part is, but the best part is that you can smell things behind you. And sometimes if smells are waf- pleasant smells are wafting wafting up, and you can swim underwater and use it as your blowholes. There you go. That, that yeah. But now if they were turned up, then the smell would have to be coming from up above. Exactly. To get to, so you yeah. have one facing down and one facing up the other direction. You're getting the whole olfactory area covered. I got you. I got you. All right. All right, so uh, Todd says his nose would be at his belly button level. Brady says his nose would be at the back of his skull facing upwards, n- nostrils up. So, audience? My nostrils, my nostrils. I forgot to mention, my, no- at, at my midway nose, my, half, my halfway point nose would definitely be facing down. <laughs> Your mose. My mose. <laughs> Again, my, uh, <laughs> my lookout snout. 
Uh, yes, Miss Wilson, that is correct. A theoretical question is what we're asking here, not a rhetorical one. So thank you. I'll leave it to the English teacher. Uh, Gary says, Todd, with the logical solution for a basement nose, you've got God rethinking, I believe. Miss <laughs> um, uh, Wilson very simply says, Todd. Can you imagine that there, there'd be a severe drawback? Like if you had a mid-nose sneeze, it would look like you were pelvic thrusting. And you would <laughs> You would snot all over your pants. Like, that would be horrible. Well, that brings up another question. If when, you, when you sneeze, would both noses sneeze at the same time, or would it be one or the other? Well, it would suck if they would go in succession. That's another good thing about having it, it where, where I said, though, because you'd have a shirt covering it, so you wouldn't need to wipe it. <laughs> So, so your shirt would just blouse out every time you sneeze. Yeah, and, and it would yeah, also catch not yourself. It would catch any nose shrapnel, and then you just wash it. I mean, it, it's no different than using a handkerchief. I mean, it's it's a, it's something you got to wash later. It's, it's just your shirt becomes the handkerchief. Yeah. All right, we only had two responses from the audience here. Uh, Todd with the mid mid torso nose at the belly button level, or Brady. With the nose at the back of the skull facing upwards, we got two votes for Todd so far. And uh, we're going to give it another 10 seconds here or so before I give Todd the point. Uh, there better be a flurry of activity coming in. <laughs> I, I don't see it happening, Brady. It's got, not. got 15 people in the room and got two votes. Well, another thing with Brady, Brady, would yours be covered by hair? Oh, I don't would know. it stick out of the hair? Oh, we mean, got a tie now. Oh, no. Uh, but it would suck. Can you imagine picking your back back <laughs> nostrils? You'd have to do it like this. Well, it, but at least you had them facing up. That's good because it'd be, it'd be harder to get them like. <laughs> yeah. If you got mad at somebody, you could head these are like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But see, uh, also, you, but you wouldn't know if you had a bat in the cave on that nose back there. You'd have to, I mean. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Andy says, uh, Brady, Todd's nose would be too close to the bits. That was yeah. the point. <laughs> so you want to smell Boy, your bits? You want to you wanna get to it before, you want to be able to take care of it before it gets to other people. I'm imagining that there's always some sort of odor down there. <laughs> Stop imagining that. I'm your wife. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just guessing. I have no way of knowing such things. I'm guessing sounded better. Sounds better than I'm imagining. I'm just uh, imagining. Yeah, okay, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's that's probably a better way to put it. Uh, so we got two for Todd, two for Brady. So I'm giving both a point. Sweet. So. One to one. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Jumping out to the early lead, I thought. Yeah, you did have it there for a moment. One to one. One to one. All right, next question. Brady, you're first. Okay. If every job paid the same salary, what would you choose to do for a living? If every job paid the same salary. So now it doesn't say if the salary is a great salary or a terrible salary. It's just every it job is. will be the same. So orthopedic surgeon to truck driver to, you know, store clerk. Everybody's the job is 
pretty much. Same pick. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I th- th- this isn't an exciting work. Uh, it, mine would be a music store, uh, like a guitar store, where I could just passionately talk and push the instrument and sell people my, you know, steer them in the right direction and um, get paid good bucks for that. That would be fun. Get to play with all the new gear that came in. So you want to sell? Well, yes. But you don't want your salary to be based on sales. No, no. If if it's, if you didn't have to worry about that. So if I'm getting $100,000 a year, that would be that would be great is probably you know there's a bunch of us you know guitar players that would love to do that for a living but let's be honest very few people could do it but that would be fun if i was guaranteed the big bucks yeah yeah so you know i was going to go believe it or not i was thinking along the same lines but i'll go a different direction just to keep it you know otherwise it's uh and i'm not going to go with the obvious of playing music uh Although that that would definitely, because I think that's too close to what you said as well. So I'm going to go with uh, food critic. Oh, yeah. I like food. I, um, you know, I don't know that I have the palate to be a to to critique any of it. But if if it doesn't matter, if my salary is all the same, you know, it's all well and good. It doesn't matter if I'm a good food critic. So the way I look at it is, uh, is um, excuse me, is I, I just get to eat and try cool. And, and you never see a food critic like, you know, giving a review of the of the new the roller dogs uh, there at yeah, the, Speedway, the new <laughs> sauce at Penn Station or, you know, or right. it's always you know it's always like the higher end restaurant. higher end uh, yeah. You know, how, I don't know how the star system goes, the rating system goes in restaurants. Yeah. I need to learn that if I want to be a critic. Um, but it's the higher end restaurants. There you go. Yeah. So food critic. All right. So Brady wants to sell guitars in a guitar shop or a music shop. And Todd wants to be a food critic. Now Joe comes back with podcast host. That's mine. <laughs> Joe, that's what I would, that's what I would be. Hey Joe, how you doing? Yes. Uh, Joe hall of famer, another hall of famer. I don't know if he's in the room when I went down the list of Hall of Famers. And had I known Joe was in the room, I would have picked Bourbon Taster. Bourbon. Man, that would have got me to vote with Joe. The audience also has votes. Uh, Miss Wilson would be a teacher. Hey. It was not about the money to her. You'd probably be good at that, Miss Wilson. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) you could possibly be. Uh, Mr. Heron, movie critic. Good one. Good one. All right, so... uh, so, so, audience, you like Brady's answer of a uh, guitar shop, music shop salesperson, or Todd's answer of a food critic? Okay, Brady, sell me this guitar string winder at your shop. Practice, man. Practice? You want me to do this for real? Sell this, yeah. While, while we're waiting for yes. the vote, sell this to me. 
This Sidewinder will help you change strings at an unbelievable breakneck pace. Made with space-age materials, so it will not crack under the titanium. It was German-engineered with a ball bearing in the middle of it, which causes causes the winder to go seamlessly so you don't give yourself carpal tunnel on your fretting hand. It'll just go seamlessly without breaking a sweat. This winder is the winder for you. Good job. Now, you can't, they can't vote on you because you'd be good at that job. That's not the game, so I should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably just and swayed the audience. And, it, and it's hand-padded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, votes are rolling in. Joe Todd with the Food Bourbon Critic. Brady from Miss Wilson because his comes, his comes from a love of music and sharing with others. No, this wasn't. I love food too. Todd, Todd, you love food. (laughs) I want to share with others. (laughs) Gary, Ty, both going with what they love. Uh, Andy, both solid answers, but have to go with Brady, guitar guy here. Perfect for me. And uh, Mr. Heron, uh, Jim, Brady, he he could sell ice. he took my. I, I knew I swayed the audience when I had Brady sell this. Yeah, you, you, you basically gave up the point there, Todd. Mr. Yeah. Heron, I gotta be totally. Uh, I'm. I'm a terrible salesperson. Now I would have to really sell something that I would like because I can't hide it when something sucks. But like when I'm giving somebody. So in real life, I'm a terrible sales salesman. <laughs> well, yeah, true. I. And actually, I love music and guitars way more than food. But you just got to go first, and you picked the guitar thing, so I had to go a different. Route. Oh. <laughs> thing right, is, I was going to change your answer because that sounds awesome. Really? Yeah, I was going. I was. I was thinking guitar, working in a music store. I, I've always thought that would be fun to do anyway. But yeah. maybe when I retire. Uh, by the way, we're playing to five. I don't think I said that from the get go, but. Uh, Brady up 2-1. Todd? Yes, sir. Tell the group a mind-blowing fact that you know the best fact wins. Does it have to be a correct fact? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The word fact being used would tend to... uh... Facts can be wrong. I, I don't know that a fact can be wrong. Yes, it can. If I say the grass is purple, that's not an opinion. That's an incorrect fact. Hmm. Ooh. So. I'm hmm. skeptical. Look it up. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Man, this is a tough one. This is a completely different type of question. Because <clears throat> typically you're asking our opinion. Uh, we've done three questions, Gary. This is number three. Well, this is number four. It's two to one. Uh, Andy, Andy, late to the boat there. Uh, Todd has the idea with beer. Thank Brady you, still Andy. got the point though. Um, and w- welcome, Andy. I know we've seen you here us. before, but uh, uh, no, Brady. Brady was two up. Oh, okay. Uh, can you ask the question again? Just to, I, I want to hear the wording again. Tell the group a mind-blowing fact, and I'm going to make an executive decision. The fact must be correct. <laughs> Mind-blowing fact that you know best fact wins. Todd, you've been verified. A fact can be proven or disproven. I'm thinking in the realm of fact versus opinion. That's yeah, I, I knew you were. That's why I threw the grass is purple thing out there. If it's not an opinion, it has to be an incorrect fact. 
I got my, you got my mind thinking differently, though, because I gotta, I gotta come up with a different... Man, this is hard. Do you want to scrap this question and go to another one? Ask Brady. Brady, Brady you good for that? Uh, I, I've got one, but it's let's skip it. Yeah, I like ones that that. I'm, I'm all I'm all about the I'm all about the comedy here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and every fact in my head was about Larry Bird. I don't know why. That's that's what I last one too. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that that, that could have worked. <laughs> Tom Chambers was in the dunk contest. I'm thinking the stuff I'm thinking about. Nobody's going to. Oh, uh, all right. And th- this may or may not be funny, but it, it's probably a better question yeah. here to deal with. Okay, Todd, still yours. What show should have never been taken off the air? Now, are we saying taken off the air because it was canceled, or just it it ended? Like it ended, like it's uh, play it as you will. Okay. What show should have never been taken off the air? King of Queens. Okay, and your reasoning? It was good. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I felt like it had some more life. Um, I, 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 I feel like it could still be relevant. Um, although ever since Jerry Stiller died, that would be, but they could have dealt with that in the show. So, yeah. It does change the dynamic. It, it was also one of the earlier, um, and actually I have, I have a, a I'm probably going to just talk myself right out of another point here, but, um, it was one of the early, uh, Let's make the male the the buffoon, uh, the useless uh, buffoon that can't accomplish anything. And uh, see, I didn't think you liked those shows. I, I don't. You argued it. I, I I do. I, well, because I think it got to be too. I, I mean, I think it. I, I as a man, I don't like it. But I think that it was funny the first time. It was funny the first. Yeah, it was. Fu- and I was even going to say uh, my first pick was actually I was thinking everybody loves Raymond, which they were out about the same time. I think everybody right. loves Raymond came out a little later, but because they actually played into each other. There were a couple episodes that crossed over, but yeah. both of them were that, both of them were built around that. And, right, and yeah. it was fine for a couple of shows, and then it got to be, you know, and it's still used to this day, but that's a whole different conversation. But I think that Doug, that Kevin James is lovable enough to, to you know, to push through that. I just, he was a very, very likable character. Okay. Brady. Oh, I have three good answers, but I'm going to go with my gut here. Burn Notice. Okay. Reasoning? Huge Burn Notice fan. A, there was literally so many directions that the plots could have gone an infinite amount of, um, like I said, just infinite amount of storylines. Um, I know that, you know, they couldn't go on forever. But daggone, man, that that was, that was always such good escape as a TV. And there, like I said, there was just an infinite well of ideas that they could have drawn from. Um, you know, I think it started getting expensive to make. Jeffrey Donovan was going to branch into movies. and But like Burn Notice, you go ahead. Did he branch into movies? I don't remember him doing much in movies. 
Um, I've seen him in a couple roles, um, like a uh, supporting actor, but he did not become the guy, you know. Yeah. So. All right, audience. Do you go along with Todd's answer of the King of Queens should not have been taken off the air or Brady's answer of burn notice? And uh, Gary, I think you're actually right. This is the third question because both got a point on the first question. Yeah. So Todd went first, both got a point. Brady got the point. Second question. This is the third. All right. Uh, audience also putting in their votes. I go along with that, Miss Wilson. Police squad. Oh. Hilarious. If you actually watched what was happening on the screen and listened to the dialogue. I. Get that, the that, truck. That, yeah, that's that's a classic amongst our group, uh, police yes. squad, and and I believe honestly, and I don't mean to disparage people here, but I think it was actually at that point in time. This was the the early mid '80s. I think it was above people's heads. Now they came out with the movies later, and the movies were very successful. But I think at that point in time. I don't think comedy was on the minds of people. It was more of an action sort of A-team sort of show back then. And uh, I don't I don't think it was people were not in on that. I just I just thought of something. Uh, Miss Wilson, have you ever uh, watched or heard of the show called What We Do in the Shadows? Um, if you have it, you should check it out because I, I'm almost guaranteeing that you would love it. Actually, you guys would like it too, but it's, uh, it's on FX. It's a, uh, it is a uh, mockumentary comedy horror. It's kind of like Spinal Tap, but it's vampires. It's uh, oh. very vampires. All right, Andy with the uh, vote for Todd. Joe with the vote for Todd because he prefers comedies. Uh, Gary also for Todd, but both are solid. Miss Wilson with Brady's lone vote here right now. And. Uh, uh, Gary says, hey, PJ is snuck in behind me. Hi. PJ waves. Uh, Jim says, Todd. So right now we are uh, Todd overwhelmingly Todd. with the point. All huh. right. So tied up at two. Did you guys watch Burn Notice? Is that niche or something? It's pretty niche. I, I never did, honestly. Uh, Not only that, but it was on like I mean, it, you know, it was, it was like USA, wasn't USA it? USA or something. So uh, yeah, it, it wasn't one of the major networks even. All right, so uh, Savannah also votes for Todd. So Todd overwhelmingly with the point. We are tied at two. Next question, Brady gets the first answer here. And I, I, the, so, some of these cards, and we've kind of modified the game here. Some of these cards are, uh, and you may have remember me saying this the last time we played. They're called uh, mind uh, fornicators, but uh, not not that F word. So, so an example of a couple of those. Uh, the first one I pulled out was, "What is a shadow made out of?" <laughs> and this one I just pulled out says, "Since we don't see air, do fish not see water?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my then this could be pushing the tv 14 <laughs> but we see these on facebook all the time all right brady <laughs> replace one word in a movie title with 
Vagina. <laughs> Best movie title wins. <laughs> Can I do this? Um... All right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to go with this. I'm going <laughs> to saving private's vagina. Todd is deep in thought. Can, can we say, can we come up with like five and then pick the best, the best group of them? Because it's so hard to just come up with one. <laughs> hey, you gotta pick your best one. <laughs> Go with your gut. Go with your gut, man. You're overthinking. <laughs> uh, by the way, Brady, you got a late vote from Gary. Burn notice, good supporting. Well, no, he voted for Todd, but he oh. gave kudos to your burn notice there. Bruce Campbell's the man. All right, Todd. Need an answer. One flew over the cuckoo's vagina. <laughs> All right. All right, audience. <laughs> uh, audience votes rolling in. Uh, Joe versus the vagina. Uh, Andy. <laughs> no, they won't be on your wall, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> big, big trouble, <laughs> little vagina. <laughs> uh, other people aren't brave enough to vote. They are put in their own comment. They're just going to vote. Uh, Savannah says Brady. Miss <laughs> Wilson says Brady. <laughs> uh, come on, audience. <laughs> Joe, you have to vote for somebody's answer. Batata Brady's, you can't keep putting in your own. I like how you prefaced it with three, though. <laughs> the first two. <laughs> uh, Gary says Todd. Uh, Andy says Todd. I was going with going to go with Willy Wonka in the in the vagina factory. <laughs> uh, Joe says Brady. Uh, Andy says I got to be honest. I kissed the answers. I was laughing so hard at mine. <laughs> Miss, I think he means Miss, Misty. Yes, he meant he meant this there. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked himself up and didn't vote. So. <laughs> Something just struck me funny about a cuckoo's vagina. <laughs> I don't know why either. But it is Speaking funny. of which, I forgot to tell you guys that I got crapped on by a bird at the Stakes concert the other night, right before the concert started. 
right when it started. Right on my hand. It almost went in my drink. It is up. It hit my drink. The. Uh, Jim says Brady. Uh, his vote is beauty and the vagina. <laughs> Oh. Uh, oh my! Uh, looks like Todd one two, uh, Brady one two three. Andy, did you vote? Said you missed the vote. Did you vote for somebody? Could be the could be the tiebreaker here, or could cause a tie anyway. He said he missed the answers. Do we need to repeat our answers? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what he. Okay. I thought he meant he missed to answer. The- Brady's was. What was yours again, Brady? <laughs> Saving private's vagina. Saving private's vagina. And mine was one flew over the cuckoo's vagina. <laughs> yeah, Joe wants to know what graphics would be used to promote this podcast. <laughs> That's up to Brady. Skipping. Skipping. <laughs> Uh, and he says Brady so we have a tie uh, John on a serious got a topic for you guys Simpsons TV show how they predict so much just throwing one out there you know, we put that in the uh, that yeah. is a good topic that is a good one John do you have a vote Todd or Brady you can break the tie here Vagina 2 Electric Boogaloo <laughs> uh, got to vote uh, Vagina Park 3 A New World all right, we're, we're sitting at a tie. John, we'll give you a few more seconds here to break the tie. John says, Todd. Todd Ow. gets the point. <laughs> Circle gets the square. <laughs> right. Okay. Three to two, Todd. That is an endless... That could, that could, my head's still thinking about it. <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> Got to shift gears now. All right. So back to the body parts, Todd. Choose a body part to replace with another body part. What parts do you choose? (laughs) 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 Oh, my. Dad joke, my butt, because mine's gonna crack in it. <laughs> now you have to swap so, body parts. That's the question. Okay, so we have to. So we would take one body part off and add a new body part where that body part was. Uh, yeah, you like swap body parts. Move this one here. Move that one. There. Oh, so we're swapping completely. Okay, I thought uh, that's that's, that's the way I t- that's the way I take it. Okay, so I was thinking you th- you throw one away. So you, that makes it that makes it more challenging because you still have to use both body parts. Well, I, I guess I guess it could be you, yours too here because it says choose a body part to replace with another body part. What yeah, parts do you swap. choose? So it doesn't say. We needed. May, may I make an example that I know nobody will use? Yeah. So you had to replace your eyebrow with your eyelash. So the eyebrow goes away and the eyelash slides into that position yeah but we're not thinking so far ahead that we have to think now where the eye lash once was you have the second part of that swap no, that's just what the I'm first round about. yeah okay. yeah i think i've actually seen examples of that brady 
<laughs> it was like two woolly worms fighting the brow. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Gary does make a good point. Your nose and belly button have already been used. Yeah. yeah. I did that, didn't I? Um. So I guess I, I couldn't swap my right nipple for my left nipple, so then none will, it would be none the wiser if I would ever know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like that, it's like that old Stephen, it was a Stephen Wright joke where I uh, I came home the other night and everything in my apartment had been stolen and replaced with exact replicas. That's kind of like a, uh, <laughs> oh, Let's see. Um, I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to... I want to swap... Okay, so I want to try to explain this. I want, if I could swap one foot and one hand. So I would have a foot where my one hand used to be and my hand where my one foot used to be. So you could, so you could pick crap up without bending over. Yeah, that's exactly right. It would be, you would be the ultimate, you would be the most useful person on the planet. And for scratching purposes. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing you wanted. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> that is a well that is a well thought out answer there. That was, that was incredibly great. Do you concede the point, Brady? Do you have nothing? I got nothing. I guess I mean I was literally thinking of, you know, <laughs> yeah, I had nothing. I had nothing. So now let, let's let's explore this thing here for a moment. Would you? You you would have to, you have to take your shoe off to pick anything up. Well, yeah, you'd have a modified gloves foot, Eric. Well, and and honestly, I would want my right foot. Because I'm right-footed and right-handed, so I would, want, I would want my right... If I put my right foot... But no, then I'd end up with two left... I'd end up with the left foot and the left hand. <laughs> so you, I think you would still want to swap your left foot with your left hand. <laughs> Otherwise, I think you would, you would defeat the purpose. You would, you would lose anything you would gain if you ended up with a left hand and a left... You know, or a, a, a left hand and a left foot up here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so imagine, imagine how much damage you could do to somebody if you swapped them upside the head with your foot, like swinging it like a fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh mm. man, you'd be well so done. useful as a lifeguard. You could just stick your leg in and grab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Oh. Fortitude, Todd. Todd could win on this question. Fortitude, indeed. <laughs> All right, Brady. Create a college degree based upon your personality. What is it called? Well, that's easy. 
a doctorate in tomfoolery. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Have you listened to this show? Um, <laughs> no, um, I guess it would be yes, a doctor of Tom, the doctorate of tomfoolery, and you would be trained and brought up on how to lighten any situation, usually with some kind of ridiculous, absurdist notions. <laughs> so your, uh, if you did your uh, thesis on a doctorate of tomfoolery, <laughs> what would the subject of your thesis be? It would be... Why verbal tomfoolery can be just as funny as physical tomfoolery and how physical tomfoolery will recede from the brain much quicker than somebody's something that somebody has verbally said. So the staying power of spoken tomfoolery over the physical Jerry Lewis like tomfoolery. Very good. Thank Todd? you. Todd? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mine would be a doctorate also, but you would not have to call me doctor. In fact, I would <laughs> I would demand that you not call me doctor. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with a doctorate in sarcasm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Explain. Uh, well, I, I'm a pretty sarcastic person. I... Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people say, like, you know, you shouldn't use sarcasm with people. You shouldn't use sarcasm. You know, I, I think that is uh, – whenever I see that – now, I will give you in our line of work, there are, there's an age of student who that sarcasm doesn't, doesn't work on. Yeah, they don't um, get it. I disagree about that age with some people, you know, with some people, and I think it depends on the, the individual. The individual. Right. But – I've even seen that, like in like you know, reading a, as far as books about marriage and books about you, you, you know, different things like that, or not books so much, but just like uh, social media posts from quote unquote experts and things like that. And and I'm always when I see that, I'm always like, that is insulting to the other person. Take you guys for instance. If someone were to say, uh, "Good friends aren't sarcastic with each other." That's insulting you guys by saying you don't understand it's sarcasm. You're not intelligent enough to understand that I'm being sarcastic. So uh, that's one thing. I, I, you know, I'm a sarcastic person, but I, and I like when people are sarcastic with me because I think it's insulting to assume that someone cannot grasp sarcasm. Um, but I, no. I think sarcasm has a lot to do with most of our, our humor. <laughs> you know. So uh, coming up through college. Kentucky put out a statewide teacher evaluation, and one of the points of it said, uses sarcasm to negative effect. So it didn't say you couldn't use sarcasm. It just, just not to negative effect. Yeah. Right, to not make someone look bad or feel bad or whatever. So, yeah. But, I, but I like with each sarcasm. other, think about it. We, we purposely use sarcasm to try to make each other look bad and look In, you Indeed. Know, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. You've got to know your audience. Um, <laughs> but I assume if I have a doctorate degree in that, then I, 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 I'm an expert in the field and I know my audience at all times. So uh, I'm going well, to say we, a, a doctorate in sarcasm. 
So what would your thesis be? Mm. Man. Man. <laughs> I think I've got it. Chime in. You don't, you don't, I don't mind your help. My, my thesis for a doctorate of sarcasm would be... I'm sorry. I'll, Go ahead, Brady. Chime in. We definitely want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Well, I see you really mean that. <laughs> I'll bet this will be good. Here we go. Donnie's going to talk again. <laughs> oh, this is way too much fun. Uh, my, do- my doctorate in sarcasm would be how to tick off an entirely receptive audience very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Miss Wilson says, Todd, you're more satirical than sarcastic. Sarcasm has a negative effect slash intent. Satire. Point, point taken. Well done. Now, uh, Gary thought your answer, Brady, was very ass-toot. Ass-toot. <laughs> <laughs> like in, earlier, he thought I said barf food, not barf food. All right. And uh, we were talking about the foot on the hand. That'd be a roundhouse slap, not a roundhouse <laughs> kick. All right. So, As audience. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, audience. You like uh, Brady's answer of a doctorate in tomfoolery or Todd's answer of a doctorate in sarcasm? Who had the better answer? He's out for the game. He's got turf finger. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I have been thinking ever since we talked about the uh, reconstruction of shoes and how they would look. Brady used to wear those gloved. uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. But those would work well with the hand, but putting those things between your toes, like, ugh. Yeah, it was one of those things that worked better in theory because I was going to use them for like water shoes, you know. And well, I, I thought, imagine it took you half the day to get them on. Because <laughs> <laughs> especially with your toes, <laughs> you only had about two of those uh, hole slots or those toe slots filled. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to do that on the podcast one night to uh, just pan just, down to Brady's just, feet. Oh video of Brady putting on those oh, webbed The FCC around. would be on us in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Miss Wilson, Todd, oh, we talked about that. I said you're more satirical. Uh, Andy votes for Todd. Joe votes for the sarcasm and Todd. Uh, Miss Wilson, Brady for the fun of it. Uh, Gary, <laughs> That's Brady like a for pity vote, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim says Brady. Oh. So, looking like Brady will get that point. I don't know if the Browns are still in the room if they voted yet. They could they could make the difference here. Um, Browns, do you have a vote? Savannah and John? Brady's got it so far. What is it, 3-2? Uh, it's 4-3. No, I meant Brady. The, all votes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 3-2. So it would take both Browns to swing the tide. Or actually, one Brown would get a tie... And then uh, that would cause Todd to win the game. So, who got a comment? 
Oh, it's from Gary. How how are sarcastic votes for Brady counted? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what those were? Is that what those were? I think they might have been. So does that mean Todd actually gets the vote? Yeah, yeah I voted for Brady. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to listen to you guys for another hour. I'll vote for Brady. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Got to, got to get this thing over with. We are two hours and eight minutes in. Uh, <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. No, Brady had, had, had the vote. All right, Brady, you got the vote. You got the point. 4-3? Is that the four, score now? 4 three. So I All win right. with the next one, right? If I get it. Well, we're we're no. Well, Todd could win with five, but I'm gonna say we're two hours and eight minutes in. We probably yeah. should just. It, it's either gonna be a tie or Todd's gonna win. Okay. All right. My turn. Is it my? Uh... Yes, it's you. Let me guess. If you could take one body part and give it to your third cousin <laughs> and have them sell it on the black market. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it uh, part one? No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not. Okay, Todd. <clears throat> what everyday action would be much funnier if you did a tennis grunt every time you performed it? <laughs> In some actions, you may actually do a tennis grunt when you perform. <laughs> All right, last question. Either way, either Todd wins or it's a tie. What everyday action would be much funnier if you did a tennis grunt every time you performed it? <laughs> Swallowing. <laughs> I was going to say, can you give us an example? He just did. No, I want to say you do it. <laughs> Uh, Okay, Brady. Todd says swallowing. Mom is going to be burp. Oh, that's a great meal. (laughs) Don't you already do that, kind of? When you you burp? Drink a whole, like somebody drinks a beer quickly. Go, 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 Bob. (laughs) Again, I do that already. So, I think of Brady's, like, uh, like. Are you saying instead of a burp, like it replaces the burp? Yeah. I I think of that like like ogres belch in Revenge of the Nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they call you Booger? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, We we have some votes from the audience. Uh, Gary says chewing gum. Miss <laughs> Wilson says blank. They, they were thinking this, they were thinking along the same lines as me though. Something constant and all day long. <laughs> all right, audience. Which 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 one do you think is the best answer? Do you think it is swallowing or belching? <laughs> Uh, and he says walking. I, I, I think I do that already. I was going to say, at my age, that's pretty much how I sound anyway. Uh, or I should say my, not my age so much as my uh, physical condition. Andy votes for Todd. Wilson votes for Todd. 
looking good in the early returns here, Brady. Nope. So yep, once again, no. Todd said, Todd said swallowing, Brady said belching. Oh. Two Browns vote for Todd. Joe says Todd. Looks like Todd's going to run away with this thing here. Yeah. All right. Todd with the point and the gain. Ah. Five to three. <laughs> 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 give, give us the attaboy. That's so mature. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our audience. And then there's, there's the trouncing uh, totally there with Jim's vote for Todd. All right. Thanks to our audience for being our judges in the uh, ducking high game. And for sticking around. Yes, and for sticking around. We are we are rather windy. For this tonight. Olympic size episode. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, I want to remind you that the audio version of this show will come out on Friday morning at 3 a.m. As always, you can find it on most any audio podcast platform there is. It is also archived on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. So you can uh, watch it on any of those platforms at any time. Actually, I think the Twitch one goes away after a while. I don't think it gets archived, but I think it's there for like a week. I don't even know if anyone goes to Twitch or not, but uh, certainly archived on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So if someone wasn't here tonight and you want to tell them about the show, they can find it there. Uh, Miss Wilson celebrates Stress Man being back. That's right. I've worn off all of his uh, features. (laughs) Very stressful summer. All right. uh, Thank you, Jim. Always a pleasure to have you around. All right. Join us next week, uh, our first August 2021 edition of the Play By Your Podcast, episode number 67. All right. Todd, take us out. Peace. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Play By Your Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear Podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.